Welcome to Encourage Me. I'm your host, Jason Turner. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, today we're going to do something a little bit different, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about me in a comedy sort of way, and um, hopefully you'll get a laugh out of it, and we can enjoy ourselves for just a little bit. Uh, when I was growing up, I was grow I grew up with ADD before it was popular. In my day, they just beat the kid real good. My dad was my riddling. Everybody had trouble with me. The teachers, the principals, the parents, the neighbors. People would ask, why don't you stop? Well, it's because I couldn't. I could not see what the problem was. You know, I'm just living life and enjoying me. It may sound like I'm joking, but that was real life for me. I had no impulse control. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, people would ask, mainly my parents, why did you do that? Answer, I don't know. I just had to. <laughs> my parents would say, Jason, come here. I would say, put away the belt first. You know, that didn't help. When I was in the first grade, I had a hard time in first grade, and I should say, so did my teacher. One day, we were finger painting. I had paint all over my hands. The teacher was wearing a white skirt. She said, you're not doing it right. Then she pulled my ear. You guessed it. I cleaned my hands on that white skirt. Yippee! What happened next? Before Forrest Gump, everyone was shouting, run, Jason, run. You guessed it again. I failed the first grade. Oh, no. In the third grade, I had a teacher a little on the heavy side. One day, she stepped out of the room to talk to another teacher. I saw a large tack on her desk, and she had a cushion on her chair. <laughs> you guessed it. I put the tack under the cushion, pointy side up, mind you. The teacher came back and sat on her chair. Immediately, she jumped up with a holler, and then, and then the cushion was stuck to her backside. <laughs> you guessed it. Everyone was shouting again, run, Jason, run. Now, I didn't fail the third grade. No, 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 no. I was passed to the fourth grade where the saga continued. Now that we're loosening up just a little bit, let me say, it's not easy growing up ADD, and no one knows what's wrong, and no one knows what it's called. Yeah, I had a condition, and no one knew what it was called. Just a note about discipline, however. By today's standard, that is an old-fashioned ideal. Today, children are given medicine that keeps them so wiped out that they don't even know who they are. My mom and dad worked hard keeping me straight. I did finish high school. I did become a preacher all without drugs or any special medicine. It's great to laugh about it now. Now, back to the show. Let me say, uh, before we get started, find time to laugh, take a break, treat yourself, work on feeling good today. Remember, I'm one of those people that see the brighter side of life, but it hasn't always been that way for me. And hopefully it can be that way for you too, if you're not already uh, switched over to that journey. Uh, I, I like to laugh, I love to laugh. And some of the things in my childhood uh, seem kind of funny now to me, as they didn't seem so funny then. 
when I was in church, I would get told, sit still, sit still, sit still. Okay, I give up. Why? They're praying. They're praying, Jason. And then I would get this. Be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet. Okay, I give up again. Why? The preacher is preaching. I said, why is he so mad? He's not mad. He's just trying to make a point. See, when you're ADD, you've got a whole different viewfinder than everybody else. Growing as a kid with ADD is not easy on the kid, but it's also not easy on everybody else. As a child, I felt good. I had plenty of energy and having a good time, but others around me, well, they may not be having a good day. As a young child and teenager, I could clear a room just by showing up. I would always say, where are you going? Answer, all I could hear was feet hitting the floor and the door closing behind them. Wrong impressions. Always wrong impressions. This is me. Why is that man running, Mom? This is Mom. Because the police is chasing him. Me. Are you sure they're not racing? See? Wrong impressions. Here's me again with Mom. Why is Dad so mad? Mom. Because you threw out his good cigarettes. Me. But you said they were bad for him. See, I was just trying to help on that one. And it seems funny now, but well, I'll tell you what, it wasn't funny at the time. When I was in the fifth grade, getting back to school, talking about me being in school, one day a bully, we'll call him Randy, followed me into the bathroom and spit on my back, on the back of my shirt, after clearing his throat. Well, I took off my shirt, I wrapped it around his face, and put his spit right on his face. And then I put him in the urinal trough and flushed it, covering him with water. When I got back to the class, my teacher saw me in just my T-shirt. She said, where is your shirt? I said, Randy needed it. You know, covering up for myself, hoping not to be found out. The class laughed and the teacher called my mother. Oh, no, my mother. Mom brought me another shirt and wanted to know where my other shirt was. I said, I loaned it to Randy, who I think is at the principal's office now. Mom said, which is where we're going. I said, no, mom, they don't need us. The point, I didn't lose, I didn't lose any more shirts. Wow, what a life, right? Seventh grade, I had my first crush, only I thought I was in love. Ever been there? I asked her to marry me. Yes, in the seventh grade, I asked my teacher to marry me. So my teacher says, no, I'm your teacher. I said, that's good. Let's get married and you can teach me all the time. I got to say, that didn't work out. So you get the point. I know it's about being misunderstood. I share this as comedy because now I can laugh about it. But in those days, no one was laughing. I think that's why things are so funny to me now. It's because I see both sides of the fence. Now that's the end of segment two. Let me tell you one more thing. We moved around a lot and it appeared to others that I had to get to know the principal right off the bat because generally in the first week, no later than the second week, teachers was bringing me or calling me down to the principal's office so that he could take care of my bad behavior and find out what was going on. We're going to have another segment after the break, and I hope you'll stay tuned, and I hope this is uh, giving you some time to laugh just a little bit.
So today's show, uh, we're going to just do something a little bit differently in that I just want to talk, open my heart to you and share some things uh, and ask some questions uh, that may help both of us. Uh, Like I said, I'm 63 years old, and so I've lived some life enough to know the struggles, how to overcome, what to worry about, what not to worry about, what to be concerned about, what not to be concerned about. And so I'm going to be ad-libbing this and no notes. um, But I do want to remind us of two questions I ask myself all the time. uh, And the first one being, what encourages me? What is it that encourages me? If I know that, then it's quite possible that that very same thing can encourage someone else. In other words, if I like a smile, then maybe I should smile more. If I if I like uh, positive reinforcement, then maybe I should be giving positive reinforcement more. Uh, once I possess that within me and can give it to somebody else, the more likely I'm going to receive that from others when they see me because they know that I'm living on the happier, brighter side of life. And then the second question is, what discourages me? Uh, The things that discourage me probably discourage other folks. You know, when we get right down to it, we are more similar than we are different. Right now, our mainline media Uh, Mainstream media folks are trying to convince us that we all hate each other. Uh, At least that's my take on it as I'm listening to the news and watching it. And we've got all this crazy stuff going on in our government. It has nothing to do with government, um, but it has something to do with dividing the people in such a way that they can get things passed through without us realizing what's going on. And so that's my little political ad there for just a moment. Um, but so I got to ask myself two questions. What encourages me and then what discourages me? That sets me up for my day so that I can help other people, which is what I spend my day doing. Uh, I work uh, around and with the homeless population in the community in which I live. I do that through the church in which I attend. There are times when my health is such that I can't. And so uh, that gives me time to do podcasting. Uh, Facebook videos, uh, things of that nature. And I I make contact with quite a lot of people on the um, internet platform. And right now uh, you can, um, you probably found me going through anchor.fm slash Jason W. Turner. I'm also available on uh, Facebook and Twitter and some other platforms. I can't think of the name right now. I need to write that down so I can get that out there. But what we're going to call this episode, and this is episode number 10, we're going to call this Just Talk. In other words, I'm just going to say a few things and try to encourage you, something that you can listen to, maybe get a hold of, and uh, help you in your day. So let's start off with this. How did you start your day today? Did you start your day or did your day start you? In other words, for me, I used to set the alarm for as late as possible so I could sleep as long as possible so that when that alarm went off, I had to jump up, put my clothes on, brush my teeth, hit the deck of running, get in the car, get to work, and get there just in time to clock in 
on time because being late was not an option. And, uh, and fortunately for me, uh, I was one of those that like to show up early. So uh, it was rare that I was late. And when I was late, uh, folks were beginning to think, I'm going to call in. I must be sick because I ain't there yet. And as I worked myself up into management, I was always the first on the scene. But you can see what I'm talking about. If I set the alarm, I'm trying to sleep as late as I can. Uh, there's no time for me to set myself straight before I hit the day and the day hits me. And so that's what I'm talking about. So what I do now is I, I set my alarm for earlier than what I need to get up and actually be doing something so that I can read my Bible, so that I can meditate on what I've read, so that I can pray, and so that I can set my day. And then that way I'm easing into the day and I'm not getting slapped around by the day. Now, I know things are going to come up. But if I've started my day properly, then the things that come up are not going to take me by surprise. And they're certainly not going to take me down as they would uh, if I'm just sleeping to the very last second and then hit, hit the deck of running, as I call it, uh, so that I'm busy all day. And then I get home. I'm so tired. All I want to do is eat and go to bed. And then next day it starts over again. So how, how did you start your day today? Uh, what Was it in a hurry? Um, and, and then uh, was the traffic slow? Uh, was, uh, was the coffee not hot enough? Uh, I didn't used to drink coffee when I was really young, but as I worked in the oil field for a little while and it was so cold, I learned to drink coffee. And now, uh, it's a habit of mine. I, I'm not sure I need it, but I like a good cup of coffee first thing in the morning. And, uh, I, I'm eating lighter now, taking care of myself because I'm older and uh, with my heart issues, uh, I needed to make some changes. So how did you start your day? And do you need to make some changes? Uh, is, there, is there some way to slow yourself down so that you can get up in the morning, have a moment to read something positive, have a moment to meditate? Uh, if you're a person that uh, is a person of faith and you pray, uh, to get better at your prayer life. Uh, so that you see, I feel like when I'm praying to God that I'm praying to somebody and, and not only that, but I'm praying to somebody that can do something about what I'm praying about. I'm not talking to anybody that's got limited resources. I'm not talking to anybody that is not going to help me. I'm talking to the one who created me and the one that wants me to come to him and the one that wants to help me. That's how I start my day. And so that's important for some. It may not be important for everybody, but everybody needs a way to start their day so that you are in charge of starting that day. The other thing is true at the end of the day. When do you end your day? Are you working all the way up to you're so busy? You're just right at the end of it. When you finally get home, you're so tired. All you want to do is eat, maybe take a shower and then lay down and go to bed and get ready for the next day. Is that what your day consists of? Do you have any time for relationships? Do you have any time for you? And if someone was to ask you how you're feeling today, could you give them a better answer than, oh, I'm fine, and just keep keep walking? You see, now, most of us, when we ask that question, we really don't want to know how you're doing. At, at least we don't want you to stop us and keep us standing there for very long. Uh, we ask that as a, uh, a greeting it's not really a question for you to answer. Uh, it's just a question to throw out. How you doing? You know, I'm, it's kind of like, hello, see you later. Uh, and that's really what we ought to say. Hello, see you later and keep walking. 
But no, no, no. We ask, how you doing? And, you know, I don't know about you, but every once in a while, somebody will stop and tell me exactly how they're doing. And I'm stuck. Now, I've got to figure out a way to get unstuck from them so I can proceed on with my day. I don't know if anybody has that kind of trouble or not. Uh, I don't have it as much because I don't get myself in a position to where I'm going to get stopped that way. If I ask a question today, then I want an answer. I want to know how you're doing. I want our relationship to get better because of our interaction with one another. And if we see each other every day, I want that relationship to keep building and building and building to the point to where we look forward to seeing one another. I want to encourage you and I need you to encourage me. So back to that question, how did I start my day today? And am I working in my day the way I want to work in my day? Am I going into it in a frame of mind to where I can actually be positive and give affirmations to other folks? Or am I going into my day defensive and apprehensive because I'm tired, I didn't get enough sleep, I was rushed, I didn't get breakfast, I didn't have had my coffee, now I'm at work, and, and, and the boss is already on me about this, this, and this has got to be done, uh, which is why uh, we're at work. Uh, one of the things for me is I didn't mind working. I guess it's the way I was raised, but I didn't mind working. I knew that there had to be a job. Once I learned the job, uh, I, I, I could clock in and get right to it. And my boss would have to come find me. And it didn't matter which job I had. I had plenty of jobs, but my boss would have to come find me and see where I was at and what I was doing. And when he came, I was doing something. I might have been finishing up something we started the day before. I might have seen a spill. I might have seen something messed up. I might have seen some inventory that needed to be put away. I was doing something. So that when I was there, with or without my boss watching me, things were getting done. And then uh, I had plenty of customer service jobs. In fact, most of my jobs, I was in service-oriented jobs. Uh, one of them was landscape uh cutting trees and mowing grass, things like that. And I did that for two different cities and also on my own time. It was one of the things I did going through college uh, because I could make just about as much money on a weekend uh, mowing grass and cutting trees as I could trying to work every night of the week after school. And so I could use during the week to do school and to study. And then on the weekend, I made my money that I needed to have spending money and stuff like that. My mom and dad was helping me all the time, but I was trying to do my part. Uh, wasn't one of those real bright students, so sometimes I'd rather work than be in class, or I'd rather work than do my homework. Uh, I don't know if anybody's been there or not, but that's me. And so you started your day, and so now you're in your day. So now I'm in my day. Now, am I irritated? Um, am I uh, okay Am I secure in myself? Am I disgruntled? Uh, what is it that I'm portraying to everybody else? You know, don't talk to me. Um, you know, don't talk to me. I'll talk to you. Don't call me. I'll call you type of thing. Or, um, you know, like for me in many of my jobs, I was the supervisor. And so a lot of times I was the one at the door or I was at the alarm. I mean, the alarm clock. I was at the uh, time clock and I was checking attitudes. I say, good morning. How you doing? And, you know, if I got a little grumble 
uh, coming back at me, then I had to check that before they could go out on the floor and serve customers. And, you know, if you have your own business and you have your own name on that and your own reputation, well, then you want folks that you've hired to do a job to do it as you would do it. And that's what I was taught at a very early age so that when I finally did start working, I was being pretty serious about it. And uh, I couldn't wait to get off from work. That way I could go out and play or do whatever I wanted to do, which was usually uh, if I wasn't in school, uh, I like playing uh, flag football, disc golf. You know, uh, I did a lot of running when I was younger. Uh, I stopped that somewhere along the age of 56 when heart disease uh, kept hitting me with heart attacks. And I got weak enough to where running was not a good thing for me. And so now I do the walking, I do the correct eating and all that kind of stuff and get along pretty good. But I had to make some changes. What changes do you need to make to make your day better? Uh, to have time. See, I like to listen to funny stuff. Uh, I used to always get CDs uh, and DVDs that had comedy on them. I just love to laugh. And I love funny stories. And I love stories that tell it in such a way that you don't even know the punchline's coming, and then boom, there it is. It just kind of hits you. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I like. And so many times I would see something on TV, and when I was younger in school, uh, I was just dying to try that out on somebody. Usually it was the teacher, and usually the teacher sent me to the principal's office, uh, things like that. Uh, sometimes I would play it on a student, you know, a fellow student, you know, things like that. And, you know, I could get some grief from them, but at least I wasn't going to the principal's office. Um, so I enjoyed games. I enjoyed fun. Uh, I enjoyed playing. But when it came time, when I finally grew up, started having my own family, then I had to start getting more serious, had to discipline myself. So in the discipline of my day, how do I do that? Number one, I want to start it right. I want to have enough time to get up and get started, uh, get myself straight, have some breakfast, be able to get in the car and calmly drive to work. I'm in charge of my day when I can do it that way. If the day's pushing me so that I feel like I'm always running behind, then the day is running me. I'm not running it. And that's the difference between someone uh, who may be grumpy in the morning and someone who may be a little happier in the morning. Uh, because somebody has learned how to start their day and someone is still wishing they knew how to start their day. Then you get to your day and it seems to operate more smoothly because at least you're starting on, on top. And by on top, I mean you're, you're more positive, you're more outgoing, you're more friendly, that sort of thing. Now, the day may knock you down, but if you're already down and the day comes on you, then the day will make you dig a hole and get in it. But if you're on top of the ground when you start your day, then it can hit you. And when the day ends, you'll still be able to see above ground. You won't be in some big, deep hole wishing uh, your life was over or something. And, uh, and again, uh, some of these things that I say, uh, little quirks, uh, it's just me being funny. I'm not trying to be discouraging. I'm not trying to be uh, inhospitable, uh, as somebody told me not long ago. And I'm not trying to... Um, Make life seem like it's all bad because, see, I have the mindset that at least around me and around the people that I hang out with, we're doing good. We like each other. I I live in a mixed community. 
uh, have all different kinds of people around me because I'm not far from a military post. And I get along with everybody. The only folks I don't really get along with are bullies. And we hear a lot of that on the news now. Uh, we had it when I was a kid. But when I was a kid, we those of us that could, we took care of it ourselves. And the bully didn't come around too much. But now everybody's got weapons. And they're going out and doing things to people they don't even know. And so, you, you know, you don't have the, you can't do all that other, other kind of stuff. So what I need to do in my life, and I'm an old man, so I encourage other people. And when a young man comes up on me, this, this is going to sound kind of funny. Um, when a young man comes up, I say, son, you don't want to mess with this old man. And, you know, if they're all puffed up and everything, I said, what do you mean by that? I said, well, son, if this depends on wearing brakes, we're going to be in a heck of a mess. That generally gets them backing up. And then I say, okay, now we've got some space in which we can talk about this thing. Now, hopefully you're not driving while you're listening to this, because that might have just made you derail your car. And um, what we're calling this episode is just talk. I'm just sharing some stuff with you about your day. Now, you've come through your work day. How are you uh, ending that day? Are you having to stop at the grocery store? Are you having to stop to get gas? Or are you having to stop to do this, that, or other? And is it rushing you so that when you finally get home after your work day, because you've already put in a long day, that now you're so tired, you just want to eat a little bit of something, maybe take a shower, and then go to bed. Well, that's your day ending you instead of you ending your day. But if you have time, You've been doing things correctly, rightly. Uh, you don't have to stop at the grocery store every single day. You don't have to get gas every single day. Um, you've got some lesser things you can do. Uh, you don't have to stop off at the post office every single day. In other words, you've got things lined out to where there's times when you do that. But most of the time, when your work day's over, you're winding down. Now, some of us have extracurricular activity. For some of us, that's church. For some of us, it's helping at a food bank. Some of us still, it may be helping the homeless. Uh, and so that adds to our day. But generally, those of us that do those sorts of things, we enjoy it. And that helps us to wind our day down in a very positive and encouraging way. And that's what we're looking for, to be able to end the day when we want to end the day, get in bed when we want to get in bed, get the amount of sleep that it takes to start the next day and to start having days where we feel like uh, we're running the day and the day is not running us. So let me ask you again, how you doing? How'd your day get started? And how's your day going? What are you looking forward to after work? And do you have time or are you heading to your second job? Some of you may be to your third job as I did when I was very young and full of energy and didn't know to do anything else, but just try to get some money coming in. And uh, so when I started putting relationships first, i.e. my family, things got much better for me. Now, sometimes you might have to save up for something. That's okay. Sometimes you might have to wait a while to buy something extra. That's okay. If you have all the money in the world and you can buy all what you want, anytime you want, and you're not happy, and all of your relationships are destroyed, then that's not right. That's not what we were created for. That's not what we're built for. And a long, long time ago, when life wasn't so expensive, 
folks took time to have backyard barbecues, picnics. They went on little fishing trips, all kinds of things, things that didn't even cost money. <laughs> okay, folks, as I was saying, we used to do things that didn't cost a lot of money. And even today, you can still uh, do things that don't cost a lot of money. We had a break in our segments there, and I'm sorry about that. Um, but this is going to be the ending segment as we tie up this show. I hope that our discussion about the day in which we're in has helped you. Uh, one of the things that I strive to do uh, in these shows is to give you some tips and some encouragement to let you know, especially those of you that are much younger than I am, trouble is always going to be there. There's always going to be drama. What I have to do is what I need to do for me to get through all of that. Now, today uh, are things that registered on my radar and got me all excited and upset when I was 18, 28, 38. Those things don't even register on my radar anymore. They still happen, but, you know, I've learned to deal with it. I've learned how to work around it or go around it. Uh, and that's what happens as you live life. But at some point, you've got to make a decision on how you're going to live your life. And a lot of grown, I call them grown children. And, I, and the reason I say that is I know a lot of grown young men, a lot of grown young women uh, telling everybody what they want and telling everybody where they can get off. Uh, yet uh, most of them are not working on a job. They're still living with mom and dad, or uh, some are living with grandma. Uh, and so what's, what's up with that? We got that going on more than I've ever seen it in my entire life. Folks not wanting to go to work, and yet they're in someone else's home wanting to tell them what to do. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but in my home, when I was growing up, my mom and dad told the home and the house, this is the way it's going to be. And that's the way it was. Uh, and today we've got grown children staying too long at home, wanting to tell mom and dad uh, where to go. And this is what's and no, 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 no. That's not correct. And that will give you a hard life uh, because the really strong people will uh, do one of two things. They'll put you out on the street if they're physically able to do that, or they'll call the police to help them with that. And so, uh, my shows are designed so that we can get encouragement, talk about these things, uh, ask the questions, uh, what am I doing? And do I know where I want to go? Um, you know, I threw in a little bit of comedy at the beginning of this thing before we started talking. And hopefully it hasn't been too serious for you. And then hopefully that maybe along the talk that there was a couple of funny things that I said that made you laugh and lightened your day. Because that's really what I'm about. Uh, yeah. Life can be serious, you betcha, no problem. Um, but today we're talking about starting your day, living in your day, and ending your day when you want to. So once again, as we sign off, how's your day going? How did you start it? And how do you plan to end it? Thank you for tuning in to Encourage Me. I'm your host, Jason Turner, and I'll see you and you'll hear me in the next episode. Thank you.